0: Look, it's okay to be excited about these rookie corners. It's also okay to keep it in perspective. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way right and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates in the same place that you found this. The Steelers mini camp, the mandatory one, the big one. In advance of training camp, we'll go into day two today at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. I was at day one and had a number of conversations, almost all of them related to the defense because the defensive assistant coaches were made available. That's always cool. Assistant coaches are always cool. They seem to actually welcome speaking with the reporter types. This was Grady Brown, the secondary coach, when I asked about Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice Jr., the thing they bring is youth, it's, it's, always, it's always great to, to be around youth, there's a certain level of excitement, there's a certain level of good anxious uh, feelings that come along with the newness, so so it's great to have new energy, young energy in the room. Um, those guys are big, they're, they're long, you know, you can have guys with great limbs, they might not always be big. Those guys are big, have great size, great speed, um, you know. I, I joke with them, I say, they, they are the big brothers. Guys like them, Keanu, Miles Brew. you know, if someone's bullying you, you go get your big brother. And those guys are the big brothers, so it's, it's just great to have those guys around. See, not not really too much there about, you know, how they're doing, how do they look. As I keep mentioning to everybody, there's really not too much to offer on that subject. And as Mike Tomlin would later stress himself, this is a period for teaching and instruction, not for evaluation. Evaluation happens in Latrobe. So in, in keeping with that, Brown's going to keep everything upbeat. So, what does the head coach do? Well, the head coach is there to kind of keep it real. So, when it came time for Tomlin to answer a question about Porter and Trice, this was his assessment. I think that story is going to be told with how they play. Um, Length is an asset if you're clean. Um, So they got to be penalty free. Um, You know, they got to know which way they're going. Sometimes when you're short, your COD is excellent. When you're out of place, you make up things faster. When you're long, you don't. And so they're very much writing their story about what they're capable of being. I like their attentiveness. I like the attributes that they bring, but it's premature to kind of paint a picture of where they are. Interesting, huh? Kind of a, a an inside football look at an issue that I'm sure most of us would never consider. But if you are bigger and longer and everything else, maybe it takes a little extra time to adjust, to react to a, a wrong move or a, a really, really good move by a receiver that just flat out beat you. I think a lot of us, myself included, have talked and written quite a bit about the length of both Porter and Trice and how that makes life difficult for the opponents, for opposing receivers, for opposing quarterbacks who will see that length and not want to throw the ball there. But there's more to it. And for Tomlin to bring that up completely, uninitiated, meaning all he was asked was, how are these two guys doing? And he comes back with stuff about things that they need to watch for, things that might hurt them. And again, he's setting up Latrobe. Those of you who've been paying attention to this man and, of course, to this team for a long time can attest that the number of occasions on which he's taken a rookie and just glowed and just said, this is how it's going to be, this is a special individual, this is this and this is that, is extremely limited. Did it with Najee Harris, did it with Ryan Shazier, did it with Marquise Pouncey. I'm already back more than a decade. He doesn't do it much, and it wasn't going to be expected, I don't think by anyone, that he'd do it here. He's also not doing it for the record with his first round pick, Broderick Jones. Everything has just been put them into positions. Let's see how they look. Let's analyze and let's get ready for Latrobe. Now, what do I think of the corners and their status? I still see, and I'm going to insist, no matter how much either Porter or Trice or both of them somehow together impress whether it's people like me on the outside or the people who count on the inside, it just seems to me so thoroughly implausible that you would start two rookies at a position where you can get eaten alive, where you can almost single-handedly cost your team entire football games. That makes no sense to me. If you have... A Patrick Peterson. Heck, if you have a Levi Wallace on your roster, you're going to ride him. Now, you want to keep your options open, and they're doing that with Peterson. Peterson's still bumping in and out to the slot. We don't know who the slot guy's going to be. But we also don't know who the corners are going to be. Either one of them right now. That doesn't mean you're dumping on Porter. doesn't mean you're dumping on Trice. It just means... Hang on a bit. The real training camp is just five weeks away. Let's see how it plays out in what could be the most entertaining battle in the Trobe. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 Local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Matt Brown, who says DK, historically, all top tier head coaches in the NFL end up with huge coaching trees that branch throughout the league. Mike Tomlin, after 16 seasons, doesn't even have the smallest roots anywhere. With his success to date, how do you explain this paradox? See, I have a theory. A lot of people like to just kind of turn their noses up at this issue because it it can be easily seen. And this might actually be the case as one of those radio talk show contrived subjects that doesn't actually mean anything to anybody in the business. For my own purposes, I really don't care about a coaching tree. Okay? I don't care if he's hiring people who are here for 2-3 years become so coveted around the league that there's teams offering them not just, you know, coordinator jobs, other kinds of promotions, head coaching jobs or that just doesn't do anything for me. If you end up on somebody's coaching tree, does it mean that you were one of the very best and the very brightest and all that stuff? Yes, possibly, possibly. It also could mean, if we're being candid here, that you were just young, you know, you are just somebody who is seen as an up-and-comer, who has that image, who whenever the games are being played on TV and you're watching somebody else's teams and they keep showing the camera on that one genius offensive coordinator who is just reinventing football from scratch. And whoever the color commentator is says, now that guy's going to be a head coach in this league in a year or two, and we all will build that individual up. And then we'll look at who the Steelers have and go, wah wah. Okay, well the Steelers do have some wah wah. They're the ones employing Matt Canada, so they're not really in a great position to be defended on this subject. If you're one of the people who takes umbrage to it, I look at this. More from the standpoint of having in place the structure that you want, meaning as a head coach, the football structure that you want, the culture that you want. I don't usually tiptoe with you guys on a subject, but I'm going to do that with this one. Okay. So I'm going to choose my words here more carefully than I normally might. When I look at this coaching staff that's there and bear in mind, I was interviewing a bunch of assistants just yesterday. I don't look at this staff. I don't listen to this staff. And Again, to be honest, I don't look at the results of this staff and think to myself, man, there's like the next great whatever. There's the next this person or that person. You know what? They might not have thought of that with Bill Belichick back when he was a kid. Who knows? I could be completely wrong. But I just don't I don't get that feel like I don't look at somebody and go that, that's over there and say, wow, now that's a really, really impressive individual. But you know what I don't know? I don't know the extent to which having a group of assistant coaches who know their place in that structure, who embrace their value within that structure and who respond accordingly accordingly. Listen to me for a second. Anybody who's owned or even just run a business knows what I'm talking about. You can't just have chiefs. You need to have Indians, okay? I hear a lot of different theories about this stuff. Uh, One of them is that Tomlin doesn't want to be threatened by this or that, somebody else who could. He brought in Brian Flores for crying out loud. He had Brian Flores doing whatever kind of work. It was all aimed at the same thing, which was let's win the game on Sunday. Flores, by every account, loved his experience in Pittsburgh, was grateful to Tomlin not only for giving him a job when he got thrown out onto the street, but also for, you know, giving him a different type of experience and being a part of the Steelers for a year. So I don't think this is a Tomlin's threat. And Tomlin, he he couldn't and really shouldn't be threatened in this environment. He's the head coach as long as he wants to be. Could he have done better over the years in having coordinators that weren't Dick LeBeau, who was inherited from Bill Cowher? Of course he could have. But it's not like you can look at his model to date and say, wow, this has just been a disaster with these coaches, if it's part of what it is that he believes in. If you don't like the way he handles his assistant coaches. If you wish he would just go hire a bunch of people who are climbing the NFL ladder and might be thinking about that even as they're climbing, then you probably need a different head coach. This is what works for this one. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I'll be back over there for day two.